Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely blessed day today. And be sure to check out the Health Masters product of the week. Y'all voted and it won on product of the week, the COQ10 Ubiquinol. And also, I told everybody last week, the ultimate multiple capsules, I was going to put them on sale. They are on sale right now for over 15% off. I don't normally do that, but I wanted to get a lot of people as far as on the um, on the aspect of at least starting on the basics. And the ultimate multiple capsules are as basic, but also as effective as you can get really, really right out of the gate. So be sure to check those out on the website at healthmasters.com. And thank you again for your email and your support. How are you doing this morning, Dad? Awesome. Doing absolutely wonderful. And I want to just uh, let you guys know, we went to the county meeting yesterday. You yep. know, I mentioned that. And we basically went into, uh, how should I say, first thing I asked the county commissioners was, you know, does it really matter what we do here? Because can the county, uh, did, let me start over. We spoke before the planning commission. The, the next thing happens is the meeting goes to the county commissioners. So I asked the county commissioners, I asked them a question straight up. I said, will we, can you be overridden by the county commissioners? And they said, yes, we can be. I said, all right. Well, then they brought up their attorney who, was, who did an excellent job. And of course, you know, they basically told everybody how they want now they want to put high density housing in our neighborhood remember uh, last month you know last couple of months we've been fighting with putting mini warehouse commercial mini warehouse storage facilities right in the middle of our neighborhood literally a block away from my door and uh, we won that with the planning commission and we lost it with the city commissioners so it was it was interesting so the problem with all of this stuff is that we didn't have enough people there the first time the second time the third time or yesterday we had about a dozen people in our neighborhood basically show up now, mind you, it's right in the middle of the end of a tropical storm, tropical depression, which we didn't have much any. We hardly had any rain whatsoever here yesterday. But what we we won yesterday again. We won the planning commission. They voted against putting now high density housing. In fact, we have an area here on Highway 27. There's a six lane super highway that runs north and south. It's called Highway 27, about 15 miles from here, and they have built that road up so much with high density housing that the traffic on the six lane super highway is a nightmare. You mean it's stop, go, stop, go, stop, go red lights all the way up and down it. Six lane super highway. Now they want to put the same housing in our neighborhood with a two lane road. <laughs> and they even said the only, the place that we have this type two housing is basically on highway 27. And I, I went up and I said to him, I said, you know, the only other place in Polk County is highway 27. It's a six lane super highway that you're putting this high density housing in. And now you want to put it on a two lane road that's already congested. And you're telling us we have 2,200 more homes going in to our neighborhood, 2,200 within a four mile track going to I-4. Now you guys think about that from a traffic standpoint, you've got 2,200 houses, if you have two cars per household, that means you're going to have, you know, what, 4,400 cars coming in and out at 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock in the morning going back and forth to work. If you have a child or a couple of children in there with you with kids, you can have up to 8,000 more cars on the same two-lane little highway within an hour's period. It's insanity. And so they voted for us. They voted in favor of not having that super high-density housing put into our neighborhood, which is very, very important. But again – the county commissioners can override it and put the high-density housing in. And by the way, they have no interest 
or any scheduling of putting a four-lane highway where we live because the road availability is simply not there. They would have to tear down too many existing homes. And plus, one of the small roads, the small road that goes through this area, it basically has lakes on both sides. Austin, you need to turn your microphone off, please. We basically, we have, we have a, I also need you to turn your mic off. Thanks. And, and the thing about it is we have, we have no ability to four lane this road, no ability whatsoever. So it's really important that, you know, we win this. But then again, I sent a letter to my hundred people yesterday that I had sent an email to to start with. And about a dozen of them showed up. I said, look, we need more people here. We've got to show the people in the county commission now because, you know, we're all voters. And this is a voted, they, they get voted in and out every, you know, every four years that, that we're willing to come here and do this. So it, it was interesting, but, but, but I wanted to share something else with you this morning. A few years ago, Austin did a set a show about how the homosexuals were coming for the children. I mean, we actually did a show on that and uh, we took some flack on that one. We really did. And which we don't really care because we take flack pretty much on every show we do. And so, you know, I was thinking more and more and more about this the last couple of weeks and then last week on Monday and Tuesday, I went into detail on why homosexuality was a sin and what God thought about homosexuality. And I gave you book, chapter, and verse on homosexuality. And I told you guys that I was no longer going to be tolerant on this any longer, that you know we had all kind of gone into a situation where we didn't care what they did as long as they left us alone. Well, they're not going to leave us alone, and they're not going to leave our children alone. A really interesting article came out from the American Thinker today, and I've posted it on the website, and Brad sent it to us this morning. And it says, the LGBTQ whatevers are coming for your children, and they are not hiding it. One of the real sticking points for America's parents is the left's insistence on forcing sexuality onto our children. In a leftist world, kids must be exposed as early as possible. In preschool is best to all 52 or 76 or 103 different genders in sexual practices of the LGBT community and its current that they're claiming. Parents understood when leftists refused to allow children a long, innocent period in which to develop their own sense of who they are, they can control them and basically force them into accepting the homosexual lifestyle. Now, we have talked about this repeatedly, that how a young child is in a theta brainwave state and they don't have an off switch. So if you tell them they're Batman, you tell them they're Cinderella when they're three or four years old, you tell them that they're Iron Man, you tell them that they're Superman, you're not careful. That four-year-old will strap a cape on and jump off a building. Just thought I'd mention that to you because they think they're Superman. You know, They really believe that they're in this fantasy world that's real. So when you tell them anything, they believe you. It's called a theta brainwave state. I've covered this in detail. I'm not going to do that today. Now, when they turn about eight – they start changing and they start getting constructs in their brain. They start really there's things, but see, there's right and wrong and things they shouldn't, shouldn't do. That's why young children have to be so supervised so they don't run out in traffic. Why they have to be maintained, you know, when they're in a group setting. Why they have to be taught not to pick on each other because everything's a fantasy world. It's all fantasy. And so when you tell them that these gay things are real, that you can be a chicken or a fish or a queer or a homo or a trans or whatever you want to call it, that when they're three or four years old, they believe you, and it hardwires the brain. I covered this on the county meeting that I do with the school board a few weeks ago that I'm going to repost. And the reality is this, is that we have to stand against this. That's why I'm coming against it so strongly right now. And this article from the American Thinker is pretty, 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 pretty shocking. Two of these gay guys, they composed a song. 
you know, which is bad. And they did another, another song last year in which they basically went after the boys in Afghanistan and the musical fantasy basically romanticizes and promotes the practice of Baka Bazi, which translate, translates to boy play, which is a form of pedophilia where young boys are typically kidnapped from their families and forced to dance at parties for groups of men. This is linked to sex trafficking, sexual assault, and rape. Now, this is some weird stuff. They wrote a story about it, a song about it, and basically they were making – like it was wonderful that they were doing this. Well, now they're come, they've just come out with another song, and I'm, and I'm posting it, and it's We Are Coming For Your Children. Yeah, that's what they're saying in the song now, quote, We Are Coming For Your Children. And you know, although the San Francisco Gay Men's Course pulled the video after it inspired outrage, we're going to post it again so you guys can read it if you guys can choke through it and not get nauseous. But you know, here's what it basically says. Now, here's I'm going to read you part of it. I'm not going to read you all of it. It gets too weird. It says, "Quote: You think we're sinful? I'm going to put a little caption here. Yeah, you are. This is what the Bible says. You fight against our rights. Not, no, I don't. I stay with the Word of God. You say we all lead lives you can't respect." But you're just frightened. You think we'll corrupt your children. And, you know, just as once, you're correct. We will convert your children. It happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly. And you'll barely notice it. You know, and you can warn about San Francisco. You can make them wear pleated pants. But we don't care. We're going to convert your children. We're going to make them tolerant and fair. In other words, they're going to become gay. That's how they're saying that. And you go, wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And it says, just like you worried that they'll change their group of friends, you want to prove of where they go at night to protest. But when you'll be disgusted and when they'll start finding things online, there you go. They're talking about online gay porn now. But that's when you kept far to the, far from their site. Guess what? You'll still be all right. We'll convert your children. Now, I'm done. I'm not going to read any more of this because I'm about to start cussing, and I don't want to do that. I, don't, I try not to use bad words. But sometimes when I read stuff like this, it gets me so angry. I just want to go. I just want to – I don't want to be nice to these people okay? because these guys are openly telling you they're going to take your three and four and five and six and seven-year-old child and your little babies and your little – and your teenagers and everybody else, and they're going to convert them to homosexuality if they have to by using online porn. Now, guys, this is where we are. Now, remember, the vast majority of the gays – they don't understand that the world is run. And I, if, you, if you listen to the show that we did yesterday and I talk about all the symbols that are being used and the energy fields and the frequencies that are created by the symbols, they don't understand that, you know, the bulk of these guys don't. They really don't. They're just confused because they were a lot of them were basically molested to the Boy Scouts, which turned into a giant gay organization. It's ridiculous. It was you know, the 85,000 children who were raped now in this huge settlement that's coming out with the Boy Scouts. Uh, it's awful what's happening with the Boy Scouts. But the same group that basically infiltrated the Boy Scouts are the same group of Kabbalists who may not even realize that they're practicing Kabbalah, but they're being used by the Kabbalists to infiltrate the Boy Scouts and destroy a foundational, foundational organization of the United States of America promoting alpha males. They did this. And one of the, one of the, how, one of the reasons they did and intentionally went into the Boy Scouts – is because they had a lot of other men who were too busy you know, earning a living, and they didn't want to take time out and be a mentor to these young boys. So the gays got into the Boy Scouts and started sodomizing them. Now, this, this, that's where this show is going today. So it's going to be pretty intense here at this point. But the problem is, is that now we've got tens of thousands of boys in the Boy Scouts. 
that have been basically introduced into the homosexual lifestyle because of that. That was done intentionally via the Frankfurt School. They brought things in. Because remember, they in their in their Talmud, they they believe and in their Kabbalah, they believe that it's okay to have sex and sodomize little boys or little girls starting at like the age three. It's what the it's what they it's what they believe, and that's why so many of these guys are brought into this lifestyle, and they and they become that way. I remember years ago, I was at a hotel. And it was in uh, it was uh, in Aspen, and we had some points, and we got to stay there at a really fancy hotel, and got to stay there for free. And I was out there at the pool, and I was talking to this Jewish lady, and I asked her, I said, uh, you know, is it true that it's difficult for a Jewish woman to find a Jewish man who's not gay after a certain age? And she looked at me, and she almost started crying, and she said, well, yeah, that's true. And it was interesting too because I remember years ago. Back in 2006, I went to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I don't recommend anybody does. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just awful. Too, too crowded, and it was raining and snowing. It was freezing cold. But anyhow, so I went to that with a friend of mine, David and Nicole. They're pastors. And when we were in the taxi, we were in a van. The van driver, we were talking to David, the pastor, and I said, by the way, you'll notice here for Thanksgiving that there are no Christmas decorations in New York City. And uh, he goes, well, why? I said, well, they have some at Rockefeller Center, and they've got some at Trump Plaza, and that's it. That's the whole city. Otherwise, now they have festivities, and they have decorations up, but it doesn't depict the manger scene or Jesus or anything else. And, you know, and I, he said, really? And, and the guy says to me, who's driving the cab, he goes, well, I'm going to tell you guys something. He's listening to us. And he goes, I could lose my shield for this and lose my license as a cab driver. But, you know, you know you, this guy's right, what he's telling you. He says, the majority of New York City is controlled by the Jews, which we all know that. And he goes, the bulk of the guys who control the Jews are homosexual. And he said, here's why. He says, they're, they're raised in basically segmented groups. All the boys stay to school together through high school. All the girls stay to school together in high school through high school, and they don't mix. And he goes, and then what they do, many of these Jewish boys, they go to Hollywood, and they're playwrights, and they write plays and for tv and for you know for theater etc and then we have the gay jewish mafia that controls the theater here in new york city now guys I'm, I'm i'm going here today because i've had enough of this and he goes and that's what's going on here so when i asked that woman at the place in aspen of that fancy hotel when i said to her is it true that most jewish guys are gay she goes yes it is she goes not all of them but most of them and i thought well, that's crazy and again when you have your talmud which tells you that basically it's no big deal and you have sex with young children and it tells you that's no big deal. And then you have the Kabbalah, which teaches all types of satanic practices and witchcraft and all types of other horrible things. You have to understand when I, when I, somebody says it's a quote unquote, how should I say Christian Jewish country? Those two are oxymorons. They're, they're, they're the opposite of one of each other. It's not what we it's not what you've been taught to do. Judeo-Christian principles. That doesn't exist. Christianity was a rejection of Judaism. That's number one. You got to get that. No more temple worship. No more priesthood. None of this stuff. You didn't have to go to a priest and offer sacrifices. Now you go directly to God Almighty, literally enter into the Holy of Holies through Jesus in prayer and speak to God. Now, we've got to understand that. 
Now, am I saying that all Jews are bad? No, I'm not saying that at all. Am I saying that all Jews are gay? No, I'm not saying that at all either. Am I saying that all Jews are involved in pedophilia and weird stuff? No, I'm not saying any of that. And I'm not even saying that all Jews believe in any of this stuff I just said. Here's why. Because a lot of Jews are Jews only by race but not by religion. And a lot of Jews, in fact, have converted by race to Christianity. So be very careful how you categorize this. That's why I'm so careful that I say it's the Kabbalists that are involved in all of this stuff. It's the witches who are the Kabbalists that are involved in all of this. It's the warlocks, which is basically what they are, who are involved in this. What was Jared Kushner's big comment yesterday that he didn't give a blank about the Republican or the GOP party and what happened to it? Well, of course not. He did a hardcore Democrat his entire life. He is a Kabbalist. He goes to Shabbat and he practices out of the Zohar, as does his wife. I've told you that. I've played on the show here, and I've mentioned this repeatedly. You guys can look it up on YouTube. It's still there. The Donald Trump saying his most prestigious award he ever received is the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award. He doesn't say Kabbalah. He says the Tree of Life Award, which is what they call the giant universe that we live in is the Tree of Life, and there's a giant snake wrapped up in it called Einsoff, and they believe all this stuff. You think, well, this is crazy. I didn't say it wasn't crazy, but I'm telling you, they're coming after your children. And we have to understand that they're coming after it because they want to push gay love on your children. You know, here's the thing. I'm posting this article in the song and the full lyrics on the on healthmasters.com. And it makes me unbelievably angry. I'm, I'm, I'm really pretty, pretty ticked off right now even talking about this because I've got grandchildren. I've got little grandchildren. I've got a three-year-old and five-year-old grandson and granddaughter, and I love them. They're phenomenal. And being a grandparent is absolutely wonderful. But guys – they didn't sign up for this. You know, we as Christian Americans, we didn't sign up for this. But here's the problem with it. Yesterday I talked to Terry, and she's a she was a former state attorney, wonderful, wonderful lady. I, she's like a sister to me. I, I love her like a sister. I talked to her for about an hour last night, and we were talking about different agendas that are going on and what's happening with the kids and what's happening, you know, what happened to her. It was, it was a really good conversation for a long time. She's a, she asked if she was an attorney, she became a missionary. And, and, you know, and here's the thing that, you know, I emphasize to all of you, you know, this world we live in right now is deeply, deeply compromised, more so than it's ever been in our lifetimes. I sent her a video of a pastor who's a friend of mine doing basically a Joel Osteen type of sermon. And it's and it's great. It's a very motivating message. It really is. And he's a phenomenal speaker. I mean, he's got the three-piece suit on. He's out, actually got Joel Osteen's mannerisms and talking like Joel and walking like Joel and acting like Joel. Why would he do that? Why would he act and do that? Why? Because Joel Osteen has 40,000 members in his church who attend on Sundays. Joel Osteen's organization brings in $100 million a year. Joel Osteen is wealthy beyond belief. Do I have a problem with Joel Osteen being wealthy? Not at all. I could care less what Joel Osteen has. Here's the problem I have with all of that particular mindset. Christianity is a lot more than having a bunch of stuff. Christianity is a lot more than being happy, happy, happy all the time and not teaching anybody about repentance or what the word of God says about sin and how sin in our lives needs to be extinguished and how we need to work, walk circumspectly with God, who is an all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent okay, God who really gets mad about stuff, basically who has emotions like we do because we're made in his image when things don't go the way he wants them to because people don't listen because they continue to walk in sin in ways that are not good. Read the Old Testament. You'll see it. 
Look at Jesus with the money changers. Picked up a whip and whipped them and ran them out. Okay? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when these pastors come in, all they talk about is how much stuff you're going to get, how blessed you're going to be, how happy your life's going to be. And they don't understand that the people who they're talking to, the reason that they're not blessed, the reason that they're not happy, is because they're not being fulfilled by being a Christian, because they're not acting or being a Christian. All they're wanting to do is listen to a happy, happy message every week, and all that pastor wants them to do is send that pastor money, and then he tells that person, send me money, and you'll be blessed. I've heard it. I heard Paul Crouch one time on TBN. He's now dead. He goes, the reason you're not being blessed is you're not sending me money. Heard him say it. I could do a whole show on him, but I won't. The problem with all of this is it's a very shallow type of Christianity that doesn't have any authority or any power. This morning, I had a man pick up one of my cars, take it to the dealership for servicing, and he walked in. I knocked on the front. He came to the front door. We just finished praying. And he walked to the front door, and I said, oh, perfect timing. I said, we just finished praying. And he started talking to me. He said, well, I listen to your show all the time. Because he had picked up one of my cars before, and I gave him a copy, you know, told him how to listen to the podcast. And I said, oh, so you know that we pray every day. We just finished praying. He goes, yeah. That's what Christianity is. I stand here before you as a Christian, as a blood-bought, basically, saint who was basically brought to through God, through Christ, who stands that now before the, basically, God Almighty through Jesus. Now you say, you're calling yourself a saint. Okay, listen to me. Whatever you get saved, you're sanctified through Christ, which allows you to go directly to the throne room. Now, we have to understand something, that when we're born again and we're walking in God's love through Jesus, that he doesn't see us when he looks at us. He sees Christ. I've talked about this in depth before on the show. That's what I'm talking about when I say that. God sees Jesus because he reflects through us because of the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's what Christianity is. It's tremendous power that you're given. That's why Timothy says, we're not born of a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind when we become Christians. Christians, we need to act like it. Okay? We need to change our lifestyles. We need to say no. People say, well, let's go out and get drunk. Well, how about no? How about no? How about I need a new set of friends? Let's go out and smoke some weed and get stoned all day and just stay around and stay stoned all the time. How about no? We died to sin. How can we live in any longer? Oh, are you saying to me that drinking and smoking pot is sin? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Anything that controls you, anything that basically is an idol to you, anything to you that you can't stop that you're addicted to or you have a lifestyle that's being affected directly by it, which is not good, is not of God. I'll say it to you that way. Because I don't believe having a beer or a glass of wine or whatever is a sin. I don't believe it is. Drunkenness is. But guys, why would you do anything that debilitates both body and spirit? It says not to do that. It says avoid that stuff. Don't you know that ye so yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. you got to get a look at the word of what it says. Don't do things that you know are going to be bad for you. And guys, stop compromising with this whole mess with sin. Don't do it. Confess your sin unto the Lord. He's quick to forgive. I talked about this last Monday and Tuesday on the show. It's important to understand that. But we can't continue to walk in sin. That's why I loved Dr. Tenpenny the other day. I told her, 
I told her producer, I said, you tell Dr. Tenpenny, because she's a Christian, if she wants to talk about Jesus, let's talk about Jesus. We'll do the whole show on Jesus. And in fact, Dr. Tenpenny has a podcast that's a, that's a Bible study. And she's asked me to come on now and pick my favorite scripture. And you know what scripture I'm going to pick? If the rulers or the God of this age had known they were doing, they would never have crucified the Son of Glory. Now, I'm paraphrasing that, but that's what it says. Now, guys, that's what I'm going to pick. Because I'm going to talk to you about the power and the authority we've been given and what happened on that cross. But pastors won't talk about the cross, will they? They won't talk about the suffering that Jesus went through, will they? They won't talk about sin in people's lives in the congregation. Why? And so what they do, here's the thing. Let me explain something to you. Years and years ago, I did a tape series, a CD series. I did it for a, a, a nationally known TV evangelist. He asked me to do it. And it was called Maximum Success. How to Live Disease-Free, Debt-Free, and Worry-Free. And I actually went into this CD series, and I talked about the principles in the Word of God and what God wanted you to do for your life and how the principles were always the same. Now, listen to me for a second. Here's the analogy I use when I do a seminar on this. It's like having a giant vault that you have access to, but it's locked. And there's a tumbler on the vault. It's got 25 numbers on it. You've got to know all 25 numbers to open the vault. And if you know all 25 numbers, you walk in tremendous blessings of God all the days of your life. Okay? So what I do is I go through the different things that cause people to fail, and I call, go through the different things in the CD series that cause people to be successful. And here's the thing. It's kind of like that with Christianity too. And I know I'm meddling a little bit today, but I don't, it doesn't matter. At this point, I'm so mad, I'm, I'm so mad about this gay song that I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying not to just get really fussy here. If we know the combination to the vault, but we don't do the right combination, it won't open. It doesn't work. You've got to walk circumspectly with your walk with God and understand who God is. And you've got to respect him with all of your heart and love him with all of your heart. And here's something else, and this is never preached, never preached, never preached, never preached, except for a few old Baptist preachers. You've got to fear God. You've got to realize that if you do wrong, He's basically daddy, and he's going to do what he needs to do, including put a redwood pad, putting a redwood paddle to your behind, even as an adult. you got to understand that. If there's certain things that if a Christian does them, certain ways they act, certain behavioral patterns they exhibit, they can be blessed. But here's the biggest problem that I have with these name it, claim it, blab it, grab it goons in the pulpit. Here's what it is. They say to the person who's living in sin, who's got all these horrible things going on in their life, who have a 400 beacon score because they don't pay their bills, and all this different stuff, send me your money and you'll be blessed. But they never talk about repentance to that individual. They never talk about how you need to walk circumspectly with God. They never talk about how you need to pay your bills. They never talk about how you need to treat other people. They never talk to them about how they should speak or the attitude they should have. They never talk to them about the type of relationship they should have with their wife or with their coworkers or their friends or their loved ones. They don't talk about any of that. It all boils down to God loves you. He'll give you a lot of stuff to send me money and you'll be blessed. Guys, this is totally and completely crippled Christianity. This name it, claim it, blab it, grab it group has crippled Christianity and they've taken the power and the authority of the word of God and the blood of Jesus out of their sermons because they're trying to get more and more people to come to their churches or to listen to them online so they can have more giving units, so they can make more money, build a bigger facility, and have a better lifestyle. And they don't care about what the people do individually. That's not what Christianity is. 
Now you say, well, you can't be perfect. No, you can't be perfect. You're not. But the Bible also says, should we continue to willfully sin after we receive the knowledge of the truth? And it says no. And it says we died to sin. How can we live it any longer? So, guys, here we are singing songs about how they're coming for our children. Singing songs blatantly. I told you. My friend was over the other day. He was at basically in San Francisco last year for a birthday party. And he basically said that they were walking down the street, little boys, totally naked, with full-grown men, totally naked, walking down the streets of San Francisco in a gay parade. Guys, the German word's genug, which means it's enough. I'm genug with all of this. I've had all of them. I, I, that's why I will be at the next school board meeting, though I have no children or grandchildren in the school. I'm going to be at the next school board meeting, and we're going to talk about critical race theory. We're going to talk about the transgender issues. We're going to talk about all of it. It's going to be on audio tape and video tape. You're going to see it, and we're going to give it to you guys. We're going to let you broadcast it far and wide. I'm telling you, we all have to put the brakes on right now. Joe Biden, the senile one, and this is not his policy, but this is what the cabals who run his organization, the same cabals who ran Trump's organization, they're now sending teams out door to door nationwide, according to what he wants to do, to basically push vaccines and have shots available to everybody in every home, in every city, in every county, because too much vaccine hesitancy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're trying to do that in Pakistan. Problem is they quit. This is Pakistan, not the United States. Because the guy's going door to door. They kept sh- people kept shooting them. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happened also, remember this, with the World Health Organization. When they were experimenting with Ebola and Ebola vaccines in Africa, they started killing the health workers from the World Health Organization because they say, we don't have Ebola in our neighborhoods or in our villages, you come in here and you vaccinate us and we have Ebola. So you guys are bringing this stuff to us. So we're going to shoot you and we're going to kill you. And they did. It's a big problem with the world health organization in third world countries. That's why it's important. I'm not saying we should be killing people in the United States. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we've got to stand our ground with this. We have a line in the sand that we've drawn. I've drawn most of my life this, with this vaccination. I was diametrically opposed to vaccines to start with before they ever came out with this doggone garbage they're trying to pump into people now, loaded with graphene and who knows what else, try to tie you into a computer matrix. I'm unbelievable. And so, guys, it's so important that we realize that the word of God and God, listen to me, the word of God and God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did not like Sodom and Gomorrah thousands of years ago, he's omnipresent. He still doesn't like um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And I guarantee you it grieves him when he sees stuff like this, especially when the pansies in the pulpit refuse to speak out against it. Now, there are some pastors out there. I got a good friend of mine. His name's Chris up in North Carolina. He hammers it all the time. The gay people come out there and protest it in front of his church. Isn't that what we need to have happen in all the churches? Don't we need to draw a line in the sand? Don't they need to know where we stand? Why are they make this topic verboten? Why is it something you can't discuss? Why is it something you can't say anything about? Or you're considered a racist or a homophobe? Well, let me explain something to you. When I told you last week on Monday that I was pulling the gloves off on this, I wasn't joking. I've had enough. Sit there with a three-piece suit on. Do a Joel Olstein imitation. And see, guys, I don't have a problem with that. 
if you're going to a motivational seminar and you're listening to somebody like the late Zig Ziglar, who's a good friend of mine, who I love dearly. In fact, I dedicated my first book to Zig. And you want to get motivated and pumped up and rah, rah, hoopla, let's go out and get something done. And Zig Ziglar's there or another top motivational speaker. By the way, I don't listen to people like Tony Robbins. I'm not going to go any further than that. But be very careful who you listen to when it comes to motivational stuff too. Look at their personal lifestyles. That's all I can say about any of that stuff. But listen to me, friends. If that's what this pastor's doing and he wants to be a motivational speaker, let him do that every week and tell the people this is not church. We're not going to talk to you about the power that comes from relation with Christ. We're going to talk to you about how you can go out and get more stuff and be more successful and get motivated and stay motivated. But see, that's what they're doing anyhow, isn't it? They're not talking about the blood-bought child of the redeemed, which are you and me through Jesus. And that's why so many of these parishioners that they have in these churches – when they come under the slightest pressure or the slightest pushback from anybody, they fold up like an accordion. They roll up like a window shade. Why? Because they don't have any power. They don't know who they are. They, they probably won't even talk the real Jesus. They, you know, they, they were some, some false Jesus. They don't have any authority. And that's what the Kabbalists want. Guys, my Jesus is alive. He sits in the throne room with God Almighty. He loved me so much he came to this earth to save me and redeem me and protect me and to deliver me from the evil one. He did that, and I have a personal relationship with him, and I pray to him every single day, and that's what all of us as Christians are supposed to have. And if we have that, we could take this country back because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we have to take the first step. We have to do what we're supposed to do in God's eyes and be obedient to the word of God and not be tossed to and fro by every wind of teaching. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your that was story? really well said. You're exactly right. And this is what I've said so many times as well, is maintaining and holding your convictions. If something is to be true, if you know it's true, you have to maintain it. You have to hold it. You have to defend it. And that is something that, sadly large percentage of the population has lost. Ironically enough, you know, dad was just talking about this whole agenda that we've seen. And I've, I've said this for years and it's so frustrating because now, now people are finally starting to wake up and they're going, man, this whole LGBTQRSTUV whole agenda is turning into basically normalized pedophilia. And I said, no, duh. Did you just now figure that out? What's interesting, actress Christy Alley, Kirsty Alley, which I'm, I've never been a huge fan of her. She used to actually be very, very liberal. She's gotten eviscerated now from the mainstream media because if anybody has seen her tweets and what she said last week, she pretty much called it out. She said, and I quote, everything perverse is on the screen now. She cautioned that Hollywood is conditioning society to be open-minded that will soon support pedophilia as just loving children. She said, I was watching TV. We've gone too far, in my opinion. She goes, I feel sorry for our children. The exposure to everything perverse on every kind of screen is mind-boggling and even more tragic. It's being hyped 
as normal. Continue to quote, no other generation has had such easy access to the underbelly of humanity. So many screens and chronic bombardment of images and concepts, our current society would have been praising Kalagua. Protect your children, she continued in her tweet to over 1.5 million people. She said she had a heavy heart over what she described as this garbage is being crammed down our children's throat as a moral code is not old-fashioned. Morals are guidelines for better survival, and this explicit sexual education and select ideals being forced on kids is not better for survival. People are becoming so open-minded that they will support pedophilia as people just loving children. You think I'm kidding? I am not. It's the direction the insanity is heading. Now, again, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of stuff she said in the past. But I don't know what's happened to her, but she had a, I don't know, come to Jesus meeting, as we call it. She called it out. you got to remember, a lot of these Hollywood insiders, they've seen what really happens. They see what happens to these kids and how they're drug into this. We saw it with, you know, Home Alone star, numerous other children. They got involved in this. And they're, they, they don't know how to function anymore. They don't know how to cope. They're literally most of them are you know drug alcohol addicts. They can't even function in society. They're constantly getting arrested, constant DUIs. You see it all the time. And the sad part is, a lot of it's not their fault. They were pushed into that society, that absolute perversion of society, and that's what came out on the other side. And so. Kirstie Alley nailed it on the head. It's exactly what dad said. And it's the same thing I've said for years now. We have to protect the children. Our little kids, we have to be directly involved in their upbringing. We can't just sit back and say, oh, guess what? The state knows best. The all-powerful, all-knowing communist state knows best. They're going to teach my children the truth, or at least I think the truth. At least I hope the truth. Well, I don't really even know what the truth is. But I'll just – I'll send them there, and that's what will happen because I don't want to deal with them. And we wonder why we have blithering idiots running around nowadays, blocking traffic, stopping roadways, holding hands across 70-mile-an-hour interstates, and they get hit. All of a goes, they, they were just protesting. You're not protesting. You're being a moron. When you step out in front of 70-mile-an-hour traffic, you're not protesting anything. You're a complete and total idiot. The law of physics will not comply to you, and this is exactly what I talked about last week. Natural law, physiological law, these things do not change, even though the morons – they want to pretend that they can run around in a dress and everybody has to basically change their entire viewpoint and societal guidelines to adapt to them. I will not. I have told you guys that repeatedly. I will not comply with that. I will not be nice about that. If somebody wants to run around in a dress and he's a grown man, that's his right. Absolutely 100% that's his right. But I also will not comply and say, well, we're going to call him a woman. We're going to call him Jill, like this 
moron that we have running the health department now, this this whole thing has turned into a circus show, and it's exactly what they wanted. This Richard Levine dude with this bushy hair, grown man that wants to pretend he's a woman running the health department. It's a circus show on purpose. They want to do it to completely and totally debase the morals and the ethics of this country. That's exactly what they're doing. They're doing it very, very well. Also, too, in other news, I want to bring this up because a lot of people have not heard about this, and I want to let people know this is what's starting to happen in numerous countries now. Haiti, you guys saw this two days ago, the essentially Haitian president, Javano Moise, I'm probably butchering that, and I apologize to his family, he basically got hit with a kick door home invasion on Wednesday night. He was executed. His wife was critically wounded. Haiti, basically, Haiti has repeatedly said they will not allow any COVID-19 shots into their country. If anybody has seen that, they have said that vaccinating is taking advantage of the vulnerable. This is not about saving yourself. This is about complying. The Haitian president, the one that was executed two days ago, said, we're not going to take it until you make a clean vaccine. We do not want it in our country. One of the only countries in the entire world that has not had a single person vaccinated with the COVID-19 gene editing shot. Well, Wednesday night, they had a full squad of gunmen come in his house and assassinate him. And here's this part of the story that really bothered me. This is the part that really, really bothered me. And they said, oh, this, this is what they portrayed as. No, this is what they portrayed as. It says right here, AP. <laughs> Haitian ambassador to the United States said the attack on the 53-year-old president was carried out by foreign mercenaries and professional killers that was well orchestrated and masquerading as agents of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. The DEA has an office in the Haitian capital to assist the government. Now, I don't know if there were DEA agents that ran a hit squad on the Haitian president and executed him. I wasn't there. But I find it very odd that there's been now numerous eyewitness accounts that have said the DEA agents were the gunmen, and they're the ones that breached the front door. And they were the ones that executed him. But it, it was it was a gunman. It was a gunman masquerading as DEA. Guys, this is what they're about to start doing all across the globe. If people continue to comply and people do not put up resistance to this incredibly toxic injection, it's not going to stop. You know, there was a video that came out recently. A lot of people saw it. They talked about graphene oxide was one of the main components, allegedly, of the Pfizer injection. I haven't, I haven't seen the microscope shots. That's what they said on the news article. That's what they said in the clips. That's what they showed in the photos, but I haven't personally seen it. But that's what they said. Graphene oxide was the main component of the Pfizer injection. Now, what's interesting about this, a lot of people don't realize this. 
graphene oxide is one of the main components in rechargeable batteries. Yeah. The same stuff they're injecting into people in the Pfizer shot. The same compound that's being injected into people has been demonstrated as a flexible, freestanding battery material for room temperature lithium-ion batteries. Graphene oxide-based composites functionalized with metal oxides and sulfides have been shown in research to induce enhanced battery performance. Additionally, research in the graphene oxide sheets, which display superior electronic properties to pure graphene, is currently being explored. Now, I saw this video, and a lot of people have seen this now, with this graphene oxide. This is very troubling because nobody's wanting to discuss the fact that graphene oxide is composed of nanomaterials that is extremely toxic to the human body. It has been revealed, for instance, oxidative stress, DNA damage, inflammatory response, and these mechanisms transforming growth factor and tumor factor alpha-dependent pathways are involved in signaling pathway networks. Many experiments have shown that graphene oxide nanomaterials has extreme toxic side effects and many biological applications. Guys, this is from Wikipedia. I'm not even pulling alternative media now. This is right on Wikipedia's front page about graphene oxide. And this is the main component in the injection right now. How long are we going to sit back and just pretend that this is okay? How long are people going to continue to get this shot and pretend that it's okay? I ask that question, and I mean it sincerely. It's time to get the information out there. Dad and I were at the planning commissioner meeting yesterday, 8.45 a.m., Bartow, down south. It was my birthday yesterday. I turned 33 years old. I would have loved to have been anywhere else besides the Bartow Courthouse on my birthday morning, but I wasn't. I was down there, and we made our stand, and we made very, very valid points, and the Planning Commission declined to have this medium high-density housing approved. They declined and said no. After a huge percentage of the Polk County residents stood up and said no. Make your voice heard. You're not always going to win, but I promise you, you will lose every war that you don't fight. That is what everybody has to remember right now. We're in the middle of a battle on every side, and it's time that everybody stand up, say no. I'm not going to go along with this. You may not win. Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you you're going to win every time because <laughs> you're not. I wish you were. But if God be for us, who can be against us? And if we're going to stand our ground, let's stand it on the principles and values that we've based our entire lives on. And do not capitulate, my friends. Hold your values. Hold your values, my friends. That's the best thing I can tell you guys. What do you think, Dad? Also, we have to stand for something. And the, and the word of God is as good as it's going to get as far as standing for anything. We've got to. We have no choice at this point. You know, the pansies in the pulpit, you know, aren't going to. The real preachers in the pulpit will do so. I told you last week I went to hear a pastor speak this past Sunday. He's almost 90 years old, and he was preaching about flag and country and Jesus and the blood of the lamb and 
how important it was for patriotism. But he's 90 years old. I will give him credit. He did a good job for 90. He was the one I told you about that basically been diagnosed with cancer and put on that drug that was killing him last year. He's doing great preaching again. Caused him to have back problems. Actually caused him to have fractures on his back to drug did. It's horrible. One of the side effects of drug is severe back issues. But he was preaching on Sunday morning, and we were there. The sad part, we were in a Baptist church that had probably 25, 30 members in it. That was it. The pastor had already retired. They couldn't afford a new preacher, so they brought him in just to speak for the 4th of July. I don't know what they paid him. Probably not much of anything because they didn't have any money. But he was sitting there talking about patriotism. I'm back in the back. Amen and him. Amen and him. Amen and him. In fact, it got to the point where the sermon was pretty much to me and me and him going back and forth with amens. I mean, it, it was a pretty entertaining sermon from that standpoint, but the people in the church just kind of sat back and just didn't know really what was going on. About probably out of the 20 people that were there, probably 10 of them were heavily medicated. Uh, the other five were very old, and the church just didn't have any life left to it. The only thing that was alive was me and Sharon and Holy Spirit and, and Pastor Wade. And I hate to say that, and it's just the truth. Now, the guy who was also leading the church, he was a Sunday school guy. He was okay, too. He really was. He was talking about patriotism. We sang a bunch of songs like My Country Tis a V. And we, we sang a bunch of songs that were patriotic for the fourth. And it was actually pretty good. But how many churches did that? How many churches talked about the United States and what it once was, what it, would, what it should have been, what it could have been? See, that's where you don't want to find yourself, the would and should and could have. Oh, gosh, I should have done that. I would have done that if I'd have known. I would have, should have, could have. I could have done that, but now I can't. Don't do that. Don't be laying on your deathbed and think, wow, man, I tell you what, I lived a safe life. I never stepped out. I never said no. I went along with the flow. Wow, what a wretched man am I. Whoa, <laughs> I, yeah, I said that. Don't have those thoughts. The shouldas and wouldas and couldas, are you kidding me? You're 70, 80, 90 years old. I would have done this. If I was your age, I would have done No, you wouldn't have. You didn't do it when you were their age. No, you wouldn't have. I'm 65 years old. I'm supposed to be retired. I was retired. <laughs> I came out of retirement to start this show. I, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be chilling out. These are my golden years. No, they're not if I watch the country go to hell in a handbasket. That's not my golden years. If I allow the country to continue to fall apart and step back, I have stood against this for 40 years. I preached and preached and preached and did thousands and thousands of talk shows as a guest on the top 10 foods never to eat. How corporate America is destroying your health and killing you on purpose and giving you drugs to the point that I was told that I could no longer. And I was basically banned on Christian TV and on secular TV and secular radio after Bill Clinton basically consolidated TV and radio with that act he signed back in 93, allowing people like Clear Channel to come up by every single station in the market. It was completely censored the news. It was all done on purpose because there were too many independent broadcasters doing exactly what I'm doing on this show right now with Austin, telling you the truth. They couldn't have that. They had to shut it all down. My buddy Mancow, you know, he's no longer on the air in Chicago because they wanted him to basically stop doing what he was doing. He had me on all the time up in Chicago. He's the number five station in Chicago. A lot of you are listening right now to this broadcast because you heard me on Mancow. Joe came over a few months ago, and he had heard me on Mancow. Came by and spent a couple of hours with us for a couple of days. I mean, all of this stuff is happening all around us, but only a few of us are willing to step out. 
That's why I'm so blessed to pray for you guys every day. I really am. You guys are amazing to me. I mean, we've got a group of listeners here that's unprecedented, unprecedented on Christian radio or secular radio or podcasts. I've got a group of you guys who love Jesus Christ, who try to walk with the Most High God, who pray on a regular basis. Do you realize the power and the authority we have on this show? What you can do and how you can get your other Christian friends to listen so they can hear the truth and hear somebody that basically is going to tell them the truth about what God is and who God is and what Jesus is and who Jesus was and who Jesus is and the relationship we're supposed to have with God. I mean, we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, sanctified by grace through faith through Jesus Christ. Not let that, no man could boast. None of us deserved it. He did it for you because he loves you so much. But guys, he wants you to be bold. He wants you to go out and tell people the truth and to proselytize, to tell people about Jesus and what he can do. The reason we are where we are in this country is we stopped talking about Jesus because of the Frankfurt School. The Kabbalists came in in 33. They did what they did. And now we find ourselves here almost 100 years later completely and totally secularized with guys writing gay songs about coming after your children. <laughs> Unbelievable. So we've got to stand firm in what we believe in the word of God. Because remember, guys, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. Regardless of the news, regardless of anything, we're going to proclaim the name of Jesus. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. Quick show today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Absolutely fantastic show today. And he's exactly right. One of the reasons why this has happened is because we've sat back idly by. That's why I've gotten so actively involved in pretty much everything around Central Florida, everywhere. If I find out something's going on, I'm there. And it's not because I want to be there. I want to get involved or I want some starlight. Quite frankly, I'm I'm very low-key. I like to be back away from a lot of that. But it doesn't matter. At some point in time, somebody has to do it. I was talking to my friend the other day, and he said, well, he said, you know, after you know a while, he goes, everybody kind of thinks that somebody else is going to do it. Well, the next person is going to handle it. Next person is going to handle it. Next person is going to handle it. And that may work sometimes. But the sad part about it is, in most cases, what happens when that next person decides that they're not going to do it? If it is to be, it's up to me. One thing I learned from Jim Rohn, that I was talking about motivational speakers earlier, Jim Rohn is um, – Credible, credible motivational speaker. He rest in peace. He died a couple years ago. But his words and his teachings and his lectures, I still listen to them regularly. And one thing he always said, and it always stuck with me, he said, winners do what they have to do. Losers do what they want to do. Winners do what they have to do. Losers do what they want to do. You think about that for a second. Are you doing what you have to do or are you doing what you want to do? It's much easier to go home. I head back from the office, go home, plop in a movie, eat some dinner, hang out with the kids. That's cool. Wake up in the morning late, come to the office. That's cool. That's fine. What happens when you got to get up in the morning and you got to go to a commissioner meeting in Bartow on your birthday? I'm not bragging or saying that I'm better for doing it. What I'm saying is winners do what they have to do. At a certain point in time, 
everybody has to stand up and say, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to handle this. Or either you shut up and you don't say anything else and you put up with the crap that you've been given because that's exactly what's happened now. We've been given so much lies, so much nonsense. Most people are just putting up with it. That's not a place that we built America on. So I encourage my friends, continue to hold your convictions and stand your ground for what you believe, my friends. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, ultimate multiple capsules on sale right now, along with the CoQ10 Ubiquinol, the best CoQ10 formulas in the world on sale right now for product of the week. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com and vote for what you want to see win next week as well. We've got a bunch of good products on there. Cortisol Buster, Cholesterol X, whole host of products, including Tribulus Fuel. Vote for what you want to see win. Thank you, my friends. If you need anything, give us a call. Healthmasters.com. We're here to help you guys the best we possibly can. You have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.